Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. So welcome back, everybody. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. And once again, I'm joined with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So it's good to be back. The article we're discussing today is when you have kids and one parent treats them, uh, treats a young adult as they're still a young child. Um, And this could obviously cause a clash if the spouses don't see eye to eye on this. Uh, First off, is either spouse right or wrong in this situation? Meaning, can one spouse's general concern be unwarranted and and irrational? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You could have a parent who is just somebody who um, worries a lot or who is overprotective. And when somebody is dealing with a situation in an emotional way, um, then it could, in fact, be irrational, uh, you know, and, and not really called for. Okay. So, you know, a lot of times... I weigh in on seeing both sides of the story, but when you put the question that way, yes, it is possible that, you know, one parent is being irrational about it. Okay. And, and, and when parents discuss um, the, the fears um, of one parent having and the, the couples are discussing it, should the young adult also be involved in the conversation because they are a little bit older in age? No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, I think that this is something that should still be um, from the parents. Um, I think that, you know, if some of the concerns, like let's say um, the parent is a little, you know, does have a, a concern about, let's say you're staying out really late at night and, you know, you the the kid or the young adult stays out till five in the morning. And let's say it's the mom who gets very concerned because, as I said in the article, generally it's the mom who's going to be the worrier. Uh-huh. If the mom says something like, look, I know that you handle yourself responsibly and, and I just tend to get nervous. So if you wouldn't mind if you just sort of, you know, would call me in the middle of the night, I don't care what hour it is, just to let me know you're okay, that would make me feel better. But take it on herself. I think then she might have a better shot, not necessarily, but she might have a better shot of calling. But I don't think that the... Um, the offspring should really be involved in that conversation. I think it's got to be between the two parents. Okay. Now, now that young adult who is at the receiving end of this pampering uh, could pit one parent against the other. Um, what is important for both parents to remember when this happens? Well, again, I think that they've got to, um, you know, be working together as a team because regardless of what the child's age is, um, they they are going to pit one parent against the other, and mm. that can be a problem. Um, and even if they're not brought into the discussion, kids are pretty savvy. They can pick up the different energy of the two parents. So if the child comes to the parent and says, you know, I know that dad really feels it's okay, and what are you giving me a problem for and everything – um, that's going to create a problem. So, or if he goes to the father and says, you know, mom's just being a real pill about this, I think that it would behoove the father to say, look, your mother has certain concerns. Okay. Um, you know, and at least back the mother up. Okay. 
And in your article, you offer several points for parents to discuss. Uh, One of them is if the protective spouse recognizes what they are saying to their child. um, And how do you handle that as a spouse if they refuse to acknowledge their own words? Um, I think that then the other parent can go to the one who's having trouble acknowledging it and address it and say, look, you know, I, I realize that this may be an area that's really difficult for you and that you may not be aware of it, but when you say X, Y, or Z, and, and then the words are presented objectively, it comes across this way. You know, again, you don't want to go attacking your partner because mm-hmm. then they're going to close down. And so the basic statement is one of, you know, you may not realize it, or this may be an area that's difficult for you. So you want to try to sort of educate them so that that way they'll be more open to it. And again, so it's done in a non-attacking way. Then you present the words that were said or the attitude that was presented and then say, you know, but this is sort of like what happened. And maybe, you know, as the person becomes aware, because you can never make a change unless you're aware that it's going on. Mm -hmm. As the person starts to become aware of it, they're more likely to make that change. Okay. And in the article, you point out, too, that there are changing life markers, as you call them, um, where the the growing up process is just kind of spread out as the life expectancy has mm-hmm. extended. Now, do you think 18 is still the cutoff age to let kids leave the nest and do their own thing? Well, you know, 18 is a, is a funny kind of age now because um, some uh, people at 18 are done with high school and they don't continue any further and they are responsible people at that age and they go out and they get jobs and you know, yes, and obviously they're ready to fly the coop. On the other hand, 18-year-olds go to college and they may be totally still dependent on their parents. And then you have some who are 18 and um, they go to college and in some ways they're dependent, but they're also um, also doing things where they've got jobs and they're earning money. It really depends on the particular um, individual. Uh, so I think that parents, and it's it's not easy, it would be nice to say at this age, do this, at this age, you know, do that. I think that parents have to assess their own child. And even within the same family, the particular markers are going to be different. You're going to have to have different expectations for each individual child. You have to assess your child and see how much responsibility you can give them, what they can handle and have different expectations based on who they are. Okay. Well, uh, that's all I have for you this week. Um, Thank you once again for your time, Karen. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And for everybody else out there, you can get more from Dr. Karen at drkarensherman.com or also at choicerelationships.com and, of course, at hitchedmag.com. Thanks again, and see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Hitched, entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.